I'm not sure if I should begin this podcast, podcast number one, with a scary story or not. I know most people like those bump of the night sort of stories. I have plenty of them. Or maybe I should just share a really strange experience or a story with a point. I have some that have a point, all right. But I'm going to go with a weird story. I have to drink a little whiskey every time I share this story. A few people that have heard this story claim that it changed the way they think about life and the supernatural. It certainly impacted me. I'm not a Jesus freak. I'm cool with the teachings of Jesus and with you being up with Jesus, but the Bible and angels and stuff, I really see it differently. But there was an experience I had that makes me question my lack of faith when I think about it. And I think about it a lot. It was the mid-80s. Great music, cocaine everywhere. I was invincible. Like a superhero in a $5 costume. I never needed anybody. I was my own legend. And I thought I was tough as nails. I uh, had just divorced and drove from Tucson, Arizona to Central Kansas to get my kids and a crap load of furniture. I was driving a really cool 1955 Chevy truck that I had just rebuilt the straight six engine and added four new tires. I spent a few hours building a wooden rack for the back so I could haul my furniture. I had a job that only gave me three days off, forcing me to drive 1,100 miles one way, get the kids and the furniture, and drive all the way back with no sleep. Over 50 hours, folks. It was a haul. So I'm drinking soda and taking no-dose like mint candies to stay awake. I arrived loaded the kids and the stuff and off we went to Arizona. The wind was from the south and was blowing 40 miles an hour with gusts over 50. Absolutely terrible to drive. An old six-banger truck weighing nearly 5,000 pounds. <laughs> the furniture was on end so it stuck up about four feet above the cab of the truck. It looked ridiculous, like a Beverly Hillbillies U-Haul. The wind gusts would catch the sofa and nearly tumble us into the ditch about every five minutes. It was hot, and we had no air conditioner. It was a miserable day. By the time I got to the Oklahoma Panhandle. I was exhausted and an emotional wreck from the stress of the wind, worried that I would wreck and kill my children. We 
we just crossed the border into New Mexico and there was this rest stop setting there like an oasis. It was probably three o'clock in the afternoon. I pulled off the two-lane highway and stopped at this small roadside park to give myself a break. It was an oval so you you could drive all the way around it before you headed back out to the blacktop. It was a good size. Not big enough for a football field, but maybe half that. It had a single lean-to with a picnic table and a tree. I pulled over, parked, and we all crawled out, all sweaty and tired. And I popped the hood so the engine could cool off. And I remember trying not to let the kids see how frazzled I really was. I looked around and there was this older man getting water at a water spigot just about 30 feet away. The kids were walking around near the truck picking up rocks and I was wondering how we were ever going to make it another 800 miles without dying in a ditch. Suddenly I heard an older man's voice say, How are you doing? I responded with a great lie. We are good. Hot and windy today, eh? He said, Sometimes life can be a challenge, and when it is, we don't have to go it alone. We can ask for help. A rather odd thing to say to a stranger, I thought. He then asked, if I would do him a favor. I responded, sure. He said, let's get your kids and say a prayer. I must have raised my eyebrows as high as the sky and smirked like a joker because that seems like what I would do back then. But I called for the kids and we all held hands in a half circle facing the front of my truck not more than 50 feet from the highway, this older man said these exact words. Lord Jesus, I ask for your guidance for this young man and his beautiful children. Protect them in their travels and show them proof of your hand in the days to come. Amen. He smiled put his hand on my shoulder and then walked away. Now I am very, very clear about this entire memory because of what happened next. He walked away. I remember reaching over and rubbing my oldest boy's head and then shutting the hood of the truck. I then turned to the right expecting to see the man walking away. But he wasn't there. He wasn't anywhere. He couldn't have walked more than 30 feet in those five brief seconds, yet there was no trace of him. I walked down into the middle of the park looking in every direction, and nothing. There wasn't even another vehicle parked anywhere on the gravel loop encircling the park. I turned to the kids and asked where the man went. 
and they looked around and couldn't explain it either. No trace of the older, white-haired man. None whatsoever. Now, that was really strange, but my story doesn't end there. The next day, we were driving through an open, long stretch of highway. I could see maybe ten miles of road ahead of us as it went down into this valley and up towards the mountains. Again, it was afternoon, hot, sunny, not a cloud in the sky. To stay awake, I told the kids to sing a song. They had just been going to Bible school, uh, their mom's idea, and I, I started singing with them. They, uh, as I remember, were singing Swing High, Swing Low, and I just joined in to have something for my mind to focus on. But when I looked in the side view mirror, there was a rainbow shooting out from behind my truck. I, I couldn't believe it. The strangest thing I had ever seen in my life. I was driving 60 miles an hour with a rainbow attached to my bumper. It was all the colors of the rainbow and the end of it would fit in the size of a shoebox. It jetted out from the rear of the bumper and went straight up into the sky. It was absolutely impossible. I had my oldest son crawl onto my lap and look in the mirror. He was about eight and he saw it too. And he looked straight at me a couple inches from my face and said, The angel that helped us, he asked God to show us a sign that he's with us, remember? I had no words. The kids kept singing and I started watching people in cars pass us on the highway. Everyone seemed to stare at us like they were seeing it too. I felt embarrassed. We, uh, we got home safe, had a great summer with the kids, but several years ago, about three decades after the event, in the summer of 2014, I couldn't help myself. I took a drive across Kansas and a panhandle of Oklahoma into New Mexico to see if that roadside park was still there, and it was. It had about four trees now. The picnic table was there. The water spigot. Everything was the same. Just older like me. I drove one time, real slow, all the way around it, remembering everything again. I almost expected the old man to appear out of nowhere and wave. I drove back onto the two-lane and went home. Seeing it again helped, I think. I think about it less often now.
our memories can change as time goes by. Experts tell us that over time we only remember the memory and not the actual event and that skews the story. But what happened really happened. Who was elderly man? An angel of God? Maybe. Why the rainbow on my 55 Chevy bumper? A sign from God? Maybe. Some of you will think that I hallucinated the event because I was so exhausted. Maybe. But whatever you decide is the truth says more about you than it does me. See, we are infected by the things we decide are true. And those beliefs form the world around us. I hope you follow this podcast, leave a comment, and share me with your friends. Let's talk again next week.